0: Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. Tonight, our guest is Carter Smith, the writer and director of Swallowed, which is available on demand today, February 14th. Carter, thank you so much for being here with us. Congratulations on the film. It's a great film. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm really looking forward to talking about this because you give us some really unique perspectives in Swallowed that we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive on now okay. let's first start out with uh, swallow. Swallow tackles the topic of drug mules. Okay. Now, how are you going to approach this story and give it your own unique spin?
1: Um, you know, I I hadn't seen that many sort of drug mule movies before. That is true. So like, I you know I kind of didn't have this uh, sort of established idea of what uh what the conventions were um you know i I just came at it uh from the point from the perspective of like okay you know what happens if these guys get into something that isn't what they expected and sort of at every turn everything that could go wrong kind of does go wrong um Uh,
0: Now, the drugs, if we can call them that, that are being smuggled across the border are not your typical narcotics. Um, How did you come up with that idea to use? uh, I mean, I'll let you explain. Yeah. How did you come up
1: with that? I mean, I had read a bunch about, um, you know, sort of this, uh, the whole, the the trend of of sort of – natural substances as drugs, whether it's, you know, something like ayahuasca or some sort of frog from, yeah, exactly. A frog venom. Exactly. Like there's, there's a lot of that that I found kind of interesting. I mean, frightening to be honest, Mm -hmm. you know, for me and, but also kind of fascinating and, and, you know, I liked the idea that, I mean, for me, the, the most horrific stuff is always uh, are the things that are, you know, almost could be real. You know that that's that's sort of much more terrifying than a than a demon or a you know something sort of supernatural or you know out of this world like something like what happens to these guys in this film is is kind of more frightening because it it's it's takes place in a world that that feels very real absolutely
0: absolutely and one thing this movie definitely does it brings the audience into Not this make-believe fantasy world, but something that could very well be happening at any point in any part of the world. Now, the two main characters are Benjamin and Dom, who are best friends. Uh, Benjamin is gay, Dom is straight. The scene in which Dom reveals how he feels about Benjamin and their friendship is a really special moment in the film, how did you finally settle on how that 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 sequence of events that scene was going to unfold?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean the whole the film takes place on all over over one night mm-hmm. and it's it's Benjamin it's sort of their last night hanging out together before Benjamin is getting ready to move off to LA. So, I kind of felt like, you know, they've grown up together, they're really good friends and, you know, this would be the night if anything was going to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be the sort of the last chance that they would have to to talk about some of that stuff. And I think that that, you know, sort of last chance feeling is sort of what gave Dom, you know, or what gives Dom the the sort of confidence to to open up a little more than maybe he would if if it was just another night. Absolutely. Um, it's
0: like this is his last chance. He may never yeah. see Benjamin ever again. Now, there are two terrifying aspects of this film, like you mentioned, one being... The little creatures, shall we call them, that are being smuggled across the border, and then we have Mark uh, Patton's character, and Mark (laughs) did a fabulous job. Was it it your intention for, for one aspect to feed into another and to bring this terrifying film together?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of liked the idea that, I mean, I I think that as terrifying as Mark Patton is Alice, Jenna Malone's character, Oh yeah, you know, I mean, she's, she's small, but she is fierce and she is dangerous. And, and I kind of liked the idea that the two of them, you know, as the, you know, quote unquote, traditional villains, you know, don't look like what you might expect these characters to look like in Mm -hmm. a, in a film like this. I mean, normally like the, you know, Jenna's character, Alice, would be like a tough guy, and yeah. you know, be sort of a big burly guy with a gun, and and then here she is, and she's got this soft sing-song voice and this blonde hair, and she's, you know, half the size of, of, of Dom, but she somehow manages to like completely command the situation and and take charge, and you know, so I, I liked the idea that that the, the sort of the the exterior villains were you know as unexpected as you know, what's in the baggies and, and inside their stomachs, you know, after that point in the film.
0: And we're gonna to go to Alice some more in a bit. Now, uh Mark uh Mark Patton's character is a flamboyant personality, a sociopath who thinks he can get away with anything. He never has to pay for what he does. Um uh, yeah. what was your inspiration for Mark Patton's character?
1: You Besides know,
0: about... the hundreds of thousands of serial killers we've had out there. yeah.
1: I mean, but I, you know, he's. I don't think that I didn't think of him ever as a, a straight up hundred percent villain. Like I, I sort of had to latch onto the humanity, of of that character. And I, I imagine that, you know, he is from this same small town, main community where Benjamin and Dom live, mm-hmm. and growing up and being that character, rich, you know, being kind of flamboyant and and over the top, and you know, mm-hmm. that's got to be tough. And so there, I think that there was probably. I imagine there would be a lot of sort of armor that he Mm -hmm. would put on to sort of you know to posture himself and to to sort of appear to be you know sort of a lot more badass than than maybe he feels on the inside um so you you would not really
0: classify him as a sociopath he's just uh somebody who's been through a lot and is really Hardened at this point.
1: I mean, he's probably got sociopathic tendencies. Like, you know, like he's not, you know, he's not just like a straight up nice guy for sure. He's got to screw loose. But I think that, that what was always important for me was to, you know, to make sure that he didn't sort of tip over into a caricature and that there was, you know, humanity in him. And that, you know, I, I think it's kind of interesting that, that he, can see a lot of himself in benjamin and sort of being the beautiful you know kind of guy that that you know everyone wants a piece of and and that's you know those days are in his past and how anyone deals with that i think is is kind of interesting
0: it is it is that's great that's a great point you just made now being the director you uh i could tell you used colors to represent some different moments in the film yellow is a big color in this film Mm -hmm. Tell us the significance of the color yellow in *Swallowed*.
1: Um, you know that's the kind of stuff that I never really think of beforehand necessarily, but it kind of it 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 comes out, you know, as the film uh comes together. Yeah. Um, I mean, from the beginning, we always wanted to. I wanted to shoot everything, you know, sort of with with natural light, using a lot of daylight, and, um, if you know, fr- like kind of from the beginning like a a pink and a yellow palette you know and it's in that opening scene but it's in the titles and it's in the poster and it's in some of the that stuff but but a lot of it is sort of you know once you get into the woods and into the you know the backwoods sort of down and dirty uh part of the film like it's it's a lot of green and it's a lot of brown and it's a lot of you know sort of roughed up dirty uh color palette
0: uh Let's dive more into Alice now. Like, I yeah. mean, Jenna is an amazing actress. Was Alice uh, written first off with Jenna in mind or were, just, yeah. you, were you really ecstatic when she took on the role?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wrote it with her in mind because, you know, we had done the ruins together and just stayed friends and, and kind of talked about finding something to do and just hadn't, hadn't found the right project. And so I hoped that she would be on board and and be as into it as you know as i wanted her to be and you know luckily she was down to come to you know where we shot in maine in the middle of nowhere and you know sort of leave the rest of the world behind for a a couple weeks and and go into like movie making camp
0: yeah she definitely brings an element to this film that is that really puts it over the top now alice evolves throughout the film from when we first meet her holding the two guys at gunpoint to the end. Um, we see her go through a whole arc. Tell us why the character of Alice is so important to this story.
1: I mean, I think that she, in a lot of ways, represents like, you know, she's she's someone that that is caught up in this situation and, and sort of is, is doing what needs to be done to make ends meet, you know, like Dom and... You know, but I don't think that that makes her a bad person and it doesn't make her, you know, a sort of one-note villain. I think that when she kind of starts to realize and understand the consequences of, of you know, when things go wrong, they go really wrong. And, mm-hmm. I, and I don't think that that's happened to, to them before. So this is, you know, this is happening for her the first time as much as it's happening to Benjamin and Dom. So I think that, like, she is... Um, in touch with her humanity and her like you know her sort of she has compassion in a way that that is i mean it shouldn't be surprising for any human but like is maybe surprising from a from a you know bad guy character
0: and that's the contrast that we see between uh mark's character and alice is mark is a straight up bad guy while alice we meet her holding these guys at gunpoint, but then we see the humanity in her as the story progresses. Benjamin also goes through a transformation with that scene in the bathroom that sort of starts this whole sequence of events after the guys have ingested the balloons uh, full of the uh, contraband. Dom gets into a fight. He gets punched in the stomach. Benjamin was very passive at that moment. Yeah. Just wanted to avoid any conflict. And then we see a transformation in him when he's in the cabin and he's under Dom's control. I uh, saw Mark Patton's control and yeah. he's told to strip. Um, what do you think was the tipping point for, for Benjamin being this passive, no conflict guy to going into survival mode?
1: Well, I think that in a lot of ways, growing up, you know, B- Benjamin in that community growing up you know, being a queer kid and, and kind of, I think that a big part of that in a, in a place that kind of can feel hostile is shrinking and sort of disappearing as much as possible Mm -hmm. and, and sort of not calling attention to yourself and sort of going under the radar, you know, not that he has any problems with who he is. I mean, he's sort of comfortable and confident, but he, you know, I think his default is probably, you know, to kind of disappear into the background. And then at a certain point when it becomes clear to him that, you know, if, if he doesn't step up and do something you know that that it's going to get even worse and it it sort of it falls squarely on his shoulders and you know to to right the wrongs that have happened so far in the film and that's that was a really fun you know that was a really fun arc to write and i think it was a really fun arc for for cooper to play
0: yeah you know as as benjamin now there were some gut-wrenching scenes uh when the balloons have to be extracted from Dom with Benjamin doing, Uh, tell us the significance of that sequence and was it difficult to shoot that entire uh,
1: scene? I mean, you know, it, you know, I was always kind of interested in this, you know, I mean, Benjamin is, you know, his, and his best friend Dom, like Benjamin is sort of secretly in love with Dom and maybe not so secretly. Like I think that Dom knows and it's sort of an open thing between them. And so there's something so twisted and perverted about the way that that scene unfolds Mm -hmm. and sort of how intimate they're forced to become in the most horrific way. Um, And, you know, because that takes place over, you know, it's a good like 15 minute sequence, you know, there's a lot of stops and starts and, you know, different, different things that happen along the way. So it was a really uh, complicated and uh, difficult scene to shoot, but, You know, we just talked about how it was going to be shot and where the camera was going to be and the sort of what the, you know, what we were going to be seeing as an audience. I mean, always from the beginning, it was never meant to be something that like you sort of saw. I was never going for like gross out, like showing like, you know, the details. Yeah. You know, it's more about their faces and what's happening and, and how the pain that they're going through emotionally and physically
0: exactly here you have somebody in agony and pain dying on the floor and you have his best friend over him trying to save his life
1: yeah So
0: yeah it wasn't flinching it was when it was gut-wrenching because of what dom was going through and and we as the audience can almost feel his pain right along with him now we already talked about benjamin was leaving for los angeles he's leaving because he's aspiring to become a porn star Now, was that just a way to write how his character is leaving this town and moving to L.A.? Did it come up, or did it have another kind of significance, him wanting to be a porn star?
1: Well, I like the idea of him being completely comfortable with himself, and I think that 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 allowed, you know, him as a character to sort of be secure in his sexuality and sort of in in how how he thinks of himself and and sort of what he's comfortable with. Um, But then also, I think that that uh comes in handy when you're dealing with a with a villain like rich you know mark patton's character mm-hmm. i think that there's a there's a there's certainly qualities and talents that he makes the most of you know once he is told the to strip and sort of um you know it, it, is at the the beck and call of the rich character i think so that was that was always interesting to me
0: uh right at the end credits you you put a snippet in of benjamin cooper uh in real life uh people who are not familiar with Cooper what can you say about Cooper that they may not know
1: yeah well that's Benjamin that's that's the character Benjamin after he after he's you know yeah spoiler alert you know makes it out and 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 you know and makes it to you know the squirty Awards where he's winning awards for you know sort of best performance best newcomer best group like you know, that's that's, see, that's that fooled
0: ca- me as well. I thought yeah. it was sort of a real life thing. Uh, no, that's that's Benjamin. N- the not a fast 100%. forward. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I okay. just wanted to
1: suggest that that like, you know, I mean, the ending of the film can be a little bit of a downer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I kind of wanted to end on something fun. Yeah. And, you know, to sort of, you know, for people to know that that Benjamin for all he went through and everything that he lost, like he actually ends up okay. See
0: that's brilliant. Um, that, I, I yeah. love that. I love that you did that. Now, uh, staying with the end here, the film leaves the fate of some characters up in the air, up to the audience to decide what happens after the credit rolls. Uh, yeah. Do you like doing that with your writing and directing, not handing everything to the audience on a silver plate?
1: Yeah, I like to. I like to try to give just enough, but not everything. If that's you know when that's possible. I mean, sometimes you have to you have to give a little more or give a little less but whenever i can i like to let the audience kind of make their own decisions or you know come to their own conclusions now the ending- I, don't, I don't know i don't know what you think is very is ambiguous like I don't, like without giving anything away like i don't know if you know well, Mark Pant's
0: character—what? Yeah, I mean, if
1: you—if that happened to you, do you think you would survive? Yeah, yeah. It's
0: not the most I, pleasant. I mean, <laughs> you know,
1: not that I want that to happen to anybody, but like, you know, yes. I mean, there is, you know, there. I guess there is a world where, where, you know, there could be a return.
0: And is that Benjamin extracting revenge for what happened? You know, with the whole secret. yeah, yeah of... totally. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know,
1: his his best friend is is you know he's. He's got that on the, on his shoulders, so exactly. he's, he's willing to do whatever it takes.
0: Carter, I want to thank you so much. For our yeah. audience, again, the movie's called Swallowed. It is available today on demand, um, assuming yeah. on all the major TVOD platforms. Uh, yep,
1: all of the Amazons and iTunes and yeah. Googles and Voodoos.
0: Please check this movie out. You're going to really find it fascinating from start to end. It got it released today. Carter Smith wrote and directed the film. Thank you so much for being our guest. Uh, I want to thank our audience, those of you who are tuning in live and those who will be watching this later on. On behalf of Carter Smith and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Good night, everybody.